Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Good afternoon, I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna. Coach, as we begin today, let's start with our scripture passage, and I'm going to pull from uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 here. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. We have this central message in this verse about having a vision and a clear understanding, not only of where God is calling us, but also how we're to act and live and serve Him and His church. And it's important to keep that in mind, especially as we look at the different ways in which people are influenced by faith and sports. You know, one of the things I want to draw to your attention are these statistics that I came across that I shared with you earlier about a 2013 CNN study from, um, that they reported on from the Public Religion Research Institute. Did you have a chance to look at those, Coach? Yes, I did. And what I thought was interesting is, you know, we talk about in faith having a clear vision and recognizing how God is present in our lives. And when surveyed, 27% of Americans overall believe that God truly has a role in determining who wins a sporting event. Well, the, what's interesting about that is, that, and we've been doing a lot of talk about this, is, um, you know, how, how does he have that role? Is it because more guys are proclaiming their faith now and or more guys, uh, you know, have the faith? Uh, one of the things, uh, you know, we were talking earlier this morning, and, and you know, again, this isn't something new. I mean, today was the anniversary, apparently, of the first Super Bowl game. And one of the most devout Catholics I think you could find in football um, at that time was Vince Lombardi. Went to Mass every day, was a devout Catholic, and, um, you know, was very um, outspoken about his faith. So I, I think the more guys that are coming out and that have that faith-based, their performances have been better. Um, and, and I think they believe in themselves a little bit better. We see it at the high school level. And I don't think it's any different at the pro level. I just think you have to have your eye on the prize, your eye on your faith, and God is part of that prize. But I also think because they're more focused is, um, and being, you know, it's Catholic athletes for Christ, and we're talking about, you know, but it's anybody's life. The more focused you are and the more you, uh, you keep thing, things in your tunnel vision and you don't let the outside distractions bother you, I think the better off you're going to be in life. And that's whether, you know, you're talking about your faith. That's whether you're talking about your job. That's whether you're talking about your relationship with your wife and everything. There's little things are the things that cause you more problems than, than everybody knows. And sometimes you just need to ignore them. We've been doing a lot of talking about that, about making our lives simpler and understanding the things that are really important. And I think that's what this is all about. I think— um, yeah, God does have a, it does influence the games, and not just football. I think all games, and I think it's because more people are coming out and um, finding their faith and proclaiming it. And I, and I think there's something neat about you know. I, I think everybody has faith inside of them, but when you pro pro proclaim it, it becomes a little bit more real. It just you know, and you get on fire and you get all bubbly and you get all wound up about it, and I think that's important. Yeah, I think it's one of the things to keep in mind, too, is that, you know, God certainly is present in all of our sporting events, and we tell the kids that all the time. But it's also in how the outcome of the game uh, concludes that we're also reminded of God's presence, because whether we win or lose, how we go into that competition with the attitude, the frame of mind, what we've put into our preparation, 
you know, how committed we've been to not only recognizing the value of the team, all of that helps us to recognize not only our full potential, but also to the extent in which God is calling us to perform at our best. And I think you hit on the key word, Father. I think it's the preparation. You know, in my world, in the strength training world, we call that building the foundation, putting tools in your toolbox, you know, whatever you want to call it. You come up with all kind of different things, but I think you've got to have that preparation. And again, we're back to real life. Um, you know, how well you prepare for a game is how well you prepare for your family, how, how well you prepare relationships with other people. I mean, you know, you and I have been friends for, for a little bit now, but we've worked on our relationship together, and we've learned to kind of get to know each other, and we got to say yin and yang, but, you know, um, we've developed something really nice together because we have prepared for it. We've worked on it. And, I, and again, I think that's the key. And I don't think I could do this without knowing that God comes first in my life because I, I'm more centered. I, I just feel better about that, and, and I'm at ease with that. And that actually brings me to uh, one of the conversations we were having earlier about the Exodus 90 uh, program that we both have been undertaking in this time leading up to Easter. And, you know, in the midst of this program, one of the things for those who aren't familiar with it, you can download the app. It started, I believe, in Steubenville or at least had a big influence over there and is now uh, going quite, quite, quite far in, in its reach. And, you know, I know you're not a fan of the cold showers. I know others in our groups don't seem to have a problem with that. No cold uh, showers for this guy, Father. No way. But what I, what I do like about the Exodus 90 is that those meditations and the practices really do draw out. One of the consistent messages that I've noticed over these days is, has definitely been the need for intentional living. And that, that is so important if we're serious about recognizing the need for a clear understanding of the vision of God's purpose for us in our lives, as, as we read in Matthew 6, 22, and, and being, you know, reflective about what our choices are, what our priorities are, how God fits into the picture of those overall decisions in our life, uh, and being intentional about what do I need to keep in my life and what things maybe I need to let go of or reevaluate or reconsider. And, you know, we all have a tendency to take on too much. If you're an A-type personality like uh, we are, we're always saying yes to everybody. Yes, we'll help you out. Yes, we'll take on this job. And you and I were on a car ride the other day, and we're starting to say, and it was the first time I think we both agreed on no. that We don't want to take on more because what we want to do, we want to do it well. And I think right. sometimes when you take on too much, you get it done. But I, I don't know if it's... Um, Not necessarily to the extent that you would want it to be Right. Done You're just doing it to get it done. Right. And, I, and I don't want to be that person. I, when I do something, I want to do it well. And, I, and I, I, want, I want to leave something that other people can, you know, when we talk about developing a Catholic athlete to Christ, I want to leave this program when eventually you and I leave it with a legacy that somebody could walk right in and the program's been developed. That's why we've talked about a couple of things we want to do uh, and things like that. And by the way, I do like some cold water because I am going to do the polar plunge <laughs> for Special Olympics. So, you know, I will get cold every once in a while, but not every day with a cold shower. Yeah, and it looks like I'll be joining you. Yes, you will. You can join up now, by the way. I, I got I'm, the team up. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll, I'll be right there. I'll be the first polar plunge I've done, actually. <laughs> but, you know, it is, in addition to thinking about that, one of the things that comes to mind in light of what we've been talking about just now is I remember one of the Bible studies that we did with the football team, and you were talking about how success is defined by our ability to help others surpass us in ability, almost training our replacement 
so to speak, on the team. And that's a hard thing to do. And one of the first times I picked up on that is I was very blessed to train uh, Gary Brackett, who was the uh, linebacker for the uh, Colts when they won the Super Bowl and playing for Dungy and everything. And he would talk about their theory as a team was that his job was to make the guy behind him, the, his, his replacement, better than him, to train him, to coach him, so that if Gary got hurt, that replacement could come in and do the same job Gary did, and the team wouldn't suffer. I mean, what a great theory. Can you imagine if we could all buy into that? And Uh, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be a whole different world, a whole different country. Um, Businesses would be different. And businesses that thrive. I think they've adopted this. And this philosophy is not new or anything. They've adopted that philosophy where everybody's in it for the common good. And I think once you get to that point, that it's about working for the team. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about others. That um, things go better. And, and you know what? It's nice to come to a team to work and everything. And, again, we talk about this all the time. How many people are going to work every day and don't like their job? I can't yeah. even imagine getting up in the morning, getting in the car and saying, I don't want to go here. <laughs> you know, and because I, I wouldn't go. I love what I do. I love what we're doing. I love where we're expanded. But if you don't have that passion for what you do, quit your job. There you go, people. If you're not happy with what you do, go out and quit your job. You got that from Coach McKenna. And then look for something that you find meaning in. That's right. Find something that you have a passion for. Find something that's going to make you smile when you start that car at 6 o'clock in the morning when it's 10 degrees out there and you're going to still be happy about going to work. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to have Dan Duddy with us from Donovan Catholic, who is one of the guidance counselors there and a former uh, head football coach, as well as the head of Catholic Athletes for Christ over at Donovan Catholic. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you. God love you. 
and thanks for listening. And welcome back to the show. I mean, I am just... I, I don't even know what to can't even put a word on it. We've got a guy on the show that um, there are certain people I look up to. And uh, Dan Duddy is one of them. When we got involved and we started the Catholic Athletes for Christ, the Diocese of Trenton, well, we developed a real good friendship. Um, he's involved with the national level. Things he's done down at his school are unbelievable. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. It's great to be on the show. Hello, Father. How are you doing, Dan? Excellent. Thank you. Hey, uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on the show. Dan, uh, for the people that don't kind of know what you do at Donovan there and everything, could you give us a little kind of like a uh, overshot of what you do, where you came from? And, you know, I know I'm going to slip up, so I'm going to do it right now because I'm going to call you coach. Dan is a former football coach down there, real good coach, real good guy. Dan, it's your time. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, sure. Uh, thank you, uh, Coach. I uh... – I coached in the public school sector for a number of years and kind of felt constricted with uh, with regards to talking about uh, our Lord and the amazing platform that any sport, but, you know, in my case it was football, uh, it does for us spiritually, and the, uh, the analogies that come forth. Uh, by the grace of God, I was, uh, there was a position opening at Donovan Catholic, it was at Monsignor Donovan High School, for a head football coach, and uh, I was given that position. I got very comprehensive in the area of sports and spirituality with regards to football on the on the playing field. And most most of that had to do with boys to men concepts. You know, there's natural reason I was dealing just with the male gender. And uh, but uh, resolutions to action it had to do with spirituality, of course, using Jesus Christ uh, as our number one um, beyond words uh, example of uh, absolute virtuous manhood. And uh, and then things. Uh, I was hired as pastoral minister of athletics after a while, which is a very bold position. And uh, hats off to Father Bambrick, who did hire me in that position, um, because he saw the the powerful influence and in the platform that sports does for our, our youngsters with regards to spirituality. And um, and then you know, came to. Uh, you know, the, the bishop came from Catholic University of America, and there was a CEC chapter there. Um, there were some things happening in the diocese that he was not happy with, and he felt that the answer was essentially everything that, that I just said and everything that we're doing. And uh, we were called together, and I reached out to Ray McKenna. Um, my passion, you know, it was undeniable for me. I, I had to reach out to him, the founder of Hey, what, what can I do? What else can I do? Um, he was looking to uh, start, uh, revamp, uh, launch, for that matter, another whole level of the high school chapter program. Well, there are no coincidences with the work that we were doing uh, with Coach McKenna and the others at the Trenton Diocese. All became formulated into one, and the Trenton Diocese became the, you know, the uh, the poster child or the, you know, the the measuring stick for sports and spirituality for the rest of the nation with regards to the Catholic athletes for Christ. And, um, man, uh, John and Father, I, I, I listened to your first episode, and, you know, um, some great emphasis put on platforms that we've been put on, you know. Uh, you used the word platform a number of times in your, in your first episode. And um, we are we're in an episode, uh, we are in a pl- on a platform, that we need to really, truly hold ourselves accountable to. 
And uh, hats off to you guys. Very, very inspiring. I, I love your show, but moreover, I love the fact that you guys are stepping up to the calling because that inspires me. Hey, Dan, thanks for uh, the compliment. We really appreciate it. And you've done quite a bit over at Donovan Catholic, and it's been impressive to see um, everything that you've put into helping make Catholic Athletes for Christ uh, something quite amazing in our diocese. But wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, uh, could you tell us some of the things that you've directly experienced and have noticed among your own athletes um, over the years um, as we're entering into our 10th year with CAC and the diocese, the impact that you've had, um, having that clearer vision and the values that you find in the athletes having been a part of the CAC program? Well, sure. And uh, I'm happy to say that I have a complicated answer. Because by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, a number of things have happened. I think what I like most is right from the beginning, and once our athletes were, were uh, how do we say, commissioned in the same way that the 12 were at Pentecost, uh, athletes love to be commissioned. They love to know that there's a fire that needs to be stopped out, or they love to be put on a mission. We took over Catholic identity in the building. And, you know, the, the athletes went crazy. I mean, he's oh, awesome. in between the whole school. Yeah, we have a life-size statue of Our Lady and St. Joseph in our foyer now. We have the Nicene Creed, which is large as one of the walls when you enter public school. Whenever opponents enter public school or Catholic school, they see the Nicene Creed right away. You know, this is who we are. You know, we're not just saying it. This is, this is who we are. And um, just flat-out boldness, Father. Um, our CAC... Uh, our Catholic sessions provoke discussion, boldness, and courage. Uh, you put courage and boldness maybe in, in the same pot. And it's led to traditions out on the field that I think otherwise would not have happened. Kids are boldly getting on their knees with their opponents and they're praying before games. Before games. Um, football teams praying on the 50-yard line before kickoff. Um, you know, the attitude of football play before kickoff is anything but kneeling down and holding hands generally. Uh, so there's, you know, that, that, that's a part of what's happening. Um, we honor our Catholics for uh, virtues on the practice fields and the playing field. So our coaches have to put names in. So they, they are recognizing virtue. They're looking for the perfection that Paul calls us to look for, you know, looking for the beauty and the virtues. So it's super exciting. When God has the wheel, um, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Good stuff. No, I think it is, Dan, and um, and you know, and we did the first show. We talked a lot about having that platform, and I can't think of anybody that hasn't uh, used the platform better than you, uh, because um, I, I've watched you, some of the things you've done down there. I watched when you get on fire, and like you said, and it inspires other people. And you walk in the room, and you just light the room up, and, and God's given you that platform and, and a lot of good ways and a lot of bad ways, and you've taken the bad ways and turned them into good things. And and I just got to compliment you for that. And I got to thank you because I, I tell you, iron sharpens iron. We're all in this together. And if we don't fight this battle together, then the devil wins. And uh, we don't want that to happen. So I think having guys like you, having a brotherhood, a sisterhood, anybody wants to jump on board, we're stronger and we're stronger Catholics. Amen, Coach. I mean, you know, just by the sheer nature of what you just said, you know, I have an adrenaline rush to my toes right now. You know, I, you know, I want to, I want to put my helmet on and go out and you know, and look at our Lord and say, you know, where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to hit? What do you want me to tackle? You know, it's, uh, 
it is iron sharpens iron. We need each other. There's a reason why our Lord sent sent these guys out two by two, you know, so we could lean on each other, we could trust each other, and we could bounce off our, our, our doubts. We could bounce off our strengths. We could bounce off jubilation. You know, we could we could explain when we're feeling a little dark. You know, we all go through those things. And when a coach steps up and lets his or her hair down with regards to faith, then it enables the player, the athlete, that youngster, in the most formative times of his or her life, to relate to to, to their coach. And it opens the door for him or her to step up and say, hey, Coach, I really need to talk to you about something. And we all grow together. You know, I know 63-year-old boys, and I know 14-year-old men, 63-year-old girls, 14-year-old women. It's all, it, it comes down to giving or taking. Boys, boys give. A boys take, boys take, men give, boys take, men give, and that that's a, that's a very simple fundamental definition of it. But it's what it is. No, it's you know, a great um, definition, and I like it. We're coming off uh, a couple of weeks ago an experience where we had two of our ball players. Uh, they're actually twins, and their mom passed away. And just to watch yeah. our kids and the brotherhood that came together, the, the support, the love, the families coming together. That doesn't come to get, uh, together without faith. Uh, that doesn't come without all the things you, you've instilled, I've instilled in kids and everything, without having their, that foundation. That doesn't happen. And it was a beautiful thing to watch, even in a time of sadness. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we see when the team is no longer just a team, but it is truly a, a brotherhood or a sisterhood. It, it's really remarkable, um, both on and off the field. Uh, uh, just one of the things that you were touching on, Dan, I think that's one of the things I've noticed uh, over the years working at Notre Dame with CAC now is that fact that as we continue to invite these uh, young athletes into a recognition of, of what they're doing and how they can influence others, but also the need and the value of having that brotherhood or that sisterhood to support them not only uh, in their, their sport, but also in the classroom, in the hallways. Uh, we even did one thing with uh, the lacrosse boys the other year where we had them come up with uh, an expression that they could kind of call one another to task in the hallways, just using an expression that only they knew uh, until, of course, mm-hmm. Coach turned it into a, a, a podcast, and then that kind of made that publicly known. But it was, uh, it was something that, that this, the brotherhood um, and sisterhood and the, among the athletes really kind of changed the dynamic uh, from just being teammates and competing with one another to something far much more. Amen. There's no doubt about it. And I think relatability is, is huge. It's, it's so important. And, you know, friendship, you know, the definition of friends is highly, is highly compromised today because of social networking. So we need to teach our, we need to teach our guys to, to, to if they're going to be afraid of anything, be afraid of being afraid to become relationship based and get eye to eye with the people around you because we all, we all need each other. You know, and it, the greatest thing that, the greatest thing we can give really is, is our time and our space. Because that's the greatest gift we have. I mean, that's the definition of existence. Only is creation, time, and space. So the greatest, thing, the greatest gift that we can give to another is truly time and space. It truly is ourselves. You know, being in their space, putting our feet where their feet are. You know, and, and then giving them time is so precious. You know, and giving them everything we have. You know, in any way that they need it is just so vitally important, especially with today's generation. Yeah, it is. Now, I, I, unfortunately, Dan, I think we could turn this into an hour show, but we got to wrap things up. We got about three minutes left. Hey, you sure. need us. You call us. We're coming down. We'll be kicking doors with you, buddy. We're here Let's to go, help man. you, and Let's we love go. you, brother. Well, I love you too. I'm only. Thanks, thanks for 
Thanks, gentlemen. Great show. Uh, honored to be on with you guys. You know, keep swinging your fist, man. Let's go. Let's do this. Never stop it. Thanks, Dan. Okay. All right. God bless you guys. And that just about brings us towards the end of the show. But before we go, just a few things to uh, bring to your attention. If anything, uh, we can be of service to you in helping you with your Catholic Athletes for Christ chapter or in helping you uh, present the idea to your school, uh, just email us at justbu at rescueteam.com. Coach McKenna and I would be happy to uh, respond to you to any emails that you might have. And also, if you're interested, uh, come and see me speak at St. Paul's in Princeton on February 19th at 7 p.m. I'll be giving a lecture on Temple to Church is the name of it, and we'll be discussing how the Jewish temple customs influence our modern uh, Catholic uh, rituals and worship. And I've already got my seat reserved, Father. I'm up in the front row. Uh, Looking forward to it. And Coach, I believe you got a challenge for us. Yes, I do. Here's what I want everybody to do this week. I want you to write down what you believe God's vision is for you. And then I want you to write down to the right of that all the distractions that take you away from that vision. And let's start knocking out some of those distractions. Let's rip them off the paper. Let's get rid of them. And let's just follow that vision. Hey, I don't know how much I can tell you how much I appreciate you listening to the show. You have any questions, get a hold of us. Father, thanks for being here. And thanks for everyone for joining us. And join us next week when we have Kyle Harris, a senior lacrosse player and student at St. John Vianney. Have a great day. Bless it. I was raised off a route Route 3 Out past where the black top ends We'd walk to church on Sunday morning Race barefoot back to Johnson's Fence that's where I first saw Mary On that roadside picking blackberries That summer I turned